Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope you all are well. Hope things are well. Let's get to it. We got a lot of action uh, ahead of us, and we will talk to it uh, right now, starting with Team Maryland. They had a couple games this past weekend uh, as they took on, uh, they, they were uh, at home on Friday. Afternoon game on Friday the 13th. Hey, sure, why not? And uh, they had themselves a little shindig against the New Jersey 87s. Now the New Jersey 87s have had Team Maryland's number at Piney Orchard uh, since the teams have joined or, or were together in 2018. Uh, New Jersey 9-0 and against Team Maryland on Team Maryland's home ice. What did Team Maryland do? They had the, a nice little conscientious game for themselves. A very low, low-key game by the sounds of it as uh, scoring was uh, very not plentiful. It was scarce, as the kids would say, as a antonym to plentiful. Uh, we start off with uh, <laughs> late in the first period, Xavier Trombley for Team Maryland Potts home his third of the year from uh, Sam Perdion and Vadim Froloff. Perdion's second assist of the year, Froloff's fourth assist of the year, Trombley's third goal of the year. Team Maryland up one nothing, but with under a minute to go, Ivan Cooligan for the 87s ties it on up in a very low sco- uh, low shooting affair, 9-5 to after one period of play, but score tallied up at one apiece. Team Maryland did have some power play chances early in the second period. Uh, in the first half, they had two, could not convert. Uh, the penalty kill then went into effect for Team Maryland. They were able to kill off their lone penalty of the game. A very low-key, like I said, low-key affair. Only 22 shots for Team Maryland, 16 for the 87s. Only four penalties total, three against New Jersey, one against Team Maryland. No scoring in the second and third. And then midway through the overtime period, Vladim Froloff, his fourth of the year, sends the Team Maryland faithful home happy from Piney Orchard as they finally get their first win against New Jersey on home ice. Froloff's fourth of the year. Chase Hannon, fifth assist. Xavier Trombley, his third assist. That's all she wrote. Josh Scully in net for Team Maryland. 15 saves in the victory. A big win for your Team Marylanders uh, on that. I don't know what to call them. It's, it's, is that what you call them? TMers? That's almost like trademarkers. In any case, Maryland would uh, go up. Uh, the 95 corridor for a bit as they would take on the Philadelphia Hockey Club on Saturday. And a little more action happening here on Saturday, but unfortunately this, the early going went to the Philadelphia Hockey Club as Arthur Primaku, 841 in for Philadelphia, scores his second of the year, puts them up one to nothing, And then under five minutes to go, Paul Johnson pots one home, and Team Maryland is down 2 nothing by the end of one. Shots even at 12 in this one. A much more precarious pace for Team Maryland. Also getting into uh, penalty trouble as well. That Paul Johnson goal came with a two-man advantage. Um, So not really great for Team Maryland in terms of discipline-wise on that. Xavier Trombley, though, trying to get Team Maryland in it. He cuts the lead in half with his fourth of the year from Perdion, uh, whose third assist of the year, 40 seconds into the frame. But Elijah Clow would pot one home for Philadelphia to gain that two-goal advantage back with his third of the season. Then it was the Vladim Froloff uh, experience. Again, potting home his fifth of the year all alone, getting them to within one. And then Jack Lamoth, just a minute 
and 11 seconds later, trip ones after Frolov's goal. Lamont gets his third of the year from Nolan Zotter and Jules Jardine. Zotter's first assist, Jardine's fourth assist, and Team Maryland is tied. Team Maryland actually did have a power play thanks to a too many men on the ice situation for Philadelphia, but unfortunately, Elijah Clow gets a shorthanded goal in this one, his second of the game, fourth of the year, and that would be the deciding factor as Team Maryland tried to pepper the Philadelphia Hockey Club net, could not find the answer, and they lose 4-3. to three. Alexander Ilias with the, uh, the defeat, 29 saves in that effort. Uh, and for the week, Vladimir Frolov gets himself second, uh, honorable mentioned rather, in the Star of the Week award for the Eastern Hockey League's South Division. Looking at the way too early standings, Team Maryland still uh, sitting there with only six points at the bottom of the table, unfortunately, 2 5 and 2. Getting better, though. You can see this team progressing, getting more and more into it, starting to actually kind of form a cohesive unit, something that in the first few games, a little bit. Uh, you know, a thrown-together team, a little bit of a situation going on there. But they're starting to get there. They actually have uh, two games on hand, uh, two to three games on hand on some of these teams. New Jersey Bears sitting at top. They've played ten games. Team Maryland's only played nine. So Team Maryland will uh, play again uh, on the 25th. So they have a, uh, a bit of a time off. They won't play until the 25th in uh, Pennsylvania. The power play ranks at the, against the Huntsman. And then they'll have a week off, and then on Halloween afternoon, they will take on the Philadelphia Little Flyers in Aston. The United States Naval Academy, they took on the uh, University of Rhode Island, went up to Rhode Island this weekend to uh, take on the uh, the Rams. I do believe Rhode Island is. And uh, not, a, not a great start to their weekend as uh, the first period especially set the tone for Long Island on Friday night's game, shutting Navy down. Uh, of course, Navy did have a lot of penalties, four penalties in the first period overall, uh, three of which resulted in power plays. So, you know, Navy having a little issue there, not being able to get many shots off. Max Lockwood got on Navy early for Rhode Island. He pots his first of the year, 135, into the frame. Uh, and again, Navy getting to some power uh, to penalty troubles. Their penalty kill had to come into effect. Did uh, pretty solid overall in that first frame, but only able to muster four shots in that frame to URI's 12 into the intermission, one to nothing. And then things didn't get uh, too much sweeter for Navy. 247 in the second period, Kevin Kanazak with uh, his second of the year for Rhode Island, and that makes it two to nothing. And then on the power play moments later, Shane, uh, Shane Mulhern, his third of the year for the Rams, that's all she wrote scoring-wise. Navy trying to get any kind of shots they could onto net, outshooting Rhode Island in the second and third periods, but unable to find any kind of answer as they get shut out 3 to nothing. Uh, Nate Schmidt, 25 saves in the feet in this one. So we're going to have to see how Navy responds on Saturday night. And respond they did. Uh, a, a, a nice turnaround for this squad. Uh, again, penalty troubles being a huge issue in the first period. Three penalties, including uh, resulting in a power play goal for Thomas Fagan, his first of the year uh, against uh, the midshipman. Puts it one nothing, only a minute 50 in. Then Nick Aoun, he gets in on the action just before the five-minute mark. His fourth of the season. Navy ties it up at one apiece. And then Evan Adams at the 7.55 mark. He gets his second of the year. Nick Aoun and Michael Rokovich. 
uh, get the assist. Allen's second assist. Rokovic's third assist. Navy up two to one, but Long I- or Rhode Island would not go uh, go quietly in this first frame. This is all in the first twenty minutes, of course. Anthony Paychel gets his first of the year, twelve thirty four in. That uh, evens the score, and then literally seconds later, 22 seconds after that, Fagan gets his second of the year to give Rhode Island the lead after one period of play. Rhode Island just barely out shooting Navy, 16-15. to 15. Navy getting a lot more shots on goal, peppering the net a lot more, and peppering they continued into the second frame. That included, uh, you know, a pretty good chances here, there, and everywhere, but it wasn't until uh, 4.53 or 4.54 remaining in the period. Joshua Reed pots his first of the year, giving Navy the tie back again, the only goal scored in that second period. Third period comes around. Navy decides, you know what, let's get on the action in a big, big way. They keep on shooting, keep on pepper the Rhode Island net. Of course, penalties again coming an issue in this one, but... They're like, screw it, we're going to take this all the way. Michael Rokovich decides to just pot a handy-dandy shorthanded goal for his second of the year. Sean Ostrowski with the assist. Rokovich's second of the year, Ostrowski's third of the year assist-wise. Navy back up in the lead. They would get another one just two minutes and nine seconds later. Aiden Wallstrom, his second of the year from Andrew uh, Pencha, his first Assist of the season. Navy up by two. Hey, why not more scoring, more scoring, more scoring? And this one coming on the power play as Nick Allen gets his fifth of the season uh, from Patrick Laughlin, his second assist, and Ostrowski's fourth assist. Power play goal puts Navy up by a score of six to three. Rhode Island would claw, claw back late. A power play goal from Zach Bell, his second of the year, with 220 remaining. And then with 150 remaining, Zach Ricciatelli gets his second of the year for Rhode Island, but that's as close as they would come. Navy gets their first win of the season uh, on the back of a special team showcase in this one. Uh, shorthand goal, power play goal, great play all around by the mids. Uh, Nathaniel Schmidt, 34 saves in the victory. Bounce back game for the mids. So always good to see them bounce back. Again, this could be the turning point in the season. They don't have that early Pittsburgh series in October to, to turn to because it was the first one of the year. So now this is the Rhode Island turnaround ready to go. This weekend, San Diego State's in town. Uh, they will be taking on Navy at 7 o'clock on Friday, and then Western Michigan will come in to McMullen Arena 5.30 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, get your tickets at the box office. I think it's only $10 for uh, $10 for adults, $5 for kids, midshipmen get in for free. So go check it out. It's a lovely, lovely arena down there in McMullen Ice Arena. So go out and enjoy it. Towson traveled up to Rutgers to take on the Scarlet Knights up there. And while there are no score sheets to be had on the ACHA website, we do have final scores. Rutgers takes Friday night's matchup 6-4 and then Saturday's 9-2. So Towson, again, in pretty deep uh, considering they have not started the season off well. They will see if they can um, get their uh, get their feet underneath them up at Kent State. They will have uh, two games at Kent State Friday and Saturday, 7.30 and 7.40 p.m. is that. And that will end out their month of October. So hopefully they can get things back rolling again. Uh, see some wins before they come back home. When do they come back home again? Let's see where they're, 
see where they come back home. They come back home Friday, November 3rd. They're at Ice World. That's not too far for me. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, they're Sunday at Ice World, too. Uh, on the 19th of November. I might have to go check out that game against William Patterson. That could be a barn burner. We'll see how that goes. Uh, in any case, uh, Towson, uh, they will have one more uh, weekend games, and then they off, then come back home, and then they're home and home, and then off for a few weeks before they're back in again against William Patterson. University of Maryland Terrapins were back home in ice, the uh, the Gardens Ice House, back in the Logston rink, uh, which creates bad angles for video and all that stuff. So shout out to the Maryland hockey crew, uh, hockey uh network crew trying to get the game going there it's a cold rink it's a that it's a very out of the way rink not good for any kind of reception and it was not a good reception for the terps as they uh, played rider and they dropped one to rider in a by the score of 11 to 4 a six goal second period helped out uh rider the bronx in this one it all started late in the first period as uh, Alex Blazak for the Bronx gets his third of the season, starting the scoring off. And then 17-23 in Anthony Zito, his fourth of the year. Not to be outdone with under two minutes remaining, Cole Schneider, his fifth of the year. Bronx up 3-0 at the first break. It continued there, 39 seconds in. Aaron Pape, his fifth of the year on the power play, uh, puts the Bronx up 4-0. Justin Rauch, 2-11 in. His third of the year, 5 nothing, and then 6-18. Zito again, his fifth of the season uh, to make it 6 nothing. Terps would finally get on the board. Brian Teske, the team Maryland alum, uh, puts one in for his first of the year. Max Newham's first assist and Trevor Drake's first assist of the season. I don't think those are right. I think that's just what the ACHA has put up here. We will get those confirmations later. But in any case, Maryland gets on the board, and then Ryder scores the last three with Donald Schuster putting his second home. Anthony Zito getting his third and fourth of the night to make it a 9-1 to scoreline. In the third period, Bronx again. Dominic Cesaro, uh, his third of the year, 10, putting a double spot up there. Uh, then Maryland will come back. Trevor Drake says he's potting his first of the year again. I think ACHA is slow on the, up, uh, the uptick on this one. Uh, Brian Teske. And Max Newham on the assist. Moments later, Tucker Healy gets in with the Terps uh, for the goal. Sean Amon and Trevor Drake, the assist on that. And then Jake Bennett, less than a minute after Healy's goal, pots home his first of the year for Ryder, making it 11-2. And then with under a minute 30 left, Max Newham pots his, well, I guess it is up to date, his fifth of the season from Trevor Drake, his third, and break uh, Wainer, his first. But it was not to be too, too many to not enough in this one. Evan Jones getting the loss and 30 saves in that. So uh, Maryland, rough outing for them. That's for dang sure. But they will be able to try and get it back as uh, they go this weekend to take on the University of Delaware in a home-and-home. Friday night they'll be at the Gardens. And then Saturday they'll drive up 95 and then take a little stop at the Fred Rust Arena at 4.45 p.m. Eastern Time for the game there. So uh, check, check, check it out. If you can, go down to uh, the Gardens Friday night. Get yourself some late-night hockey on uh, and then uh, support your Terps. And then maybe go up to Delaware if you feel like it. Go feel like enjoying a travel plaza that is Delaware constantly. Uh, you can go there 
and uh, enjoy the show. Stevenson University also had some games this weekend as they took on the University of Delaware on Friday night, and they had themselves a nice little win for themselves, 5-3 to three over University of Delaware. A heck of a showing from this Stevenson team, really uh, putting the hammer down in the end, uh, which was uh, pretty good for them. Uh, a nice little boost for them to see. Uh, they don't have a score sheet here on the ACHA website. Doing great. ACHA. Love love every minute of it. But Brendan Jesse had two goals and an assist uh, in this uh, in the Friday night game. Dominic Norse had a goal and an assist. Uh, Anthony Breen potted himself a goal. Tim Finkenzeller, his first goal as a uh, as a Stevenson Mustang. A big, big uh, accomplishment for him. Chris Robinson gets a helper. Two helpers for uh, Aiden Hamilton back on the blue line. Matt Warrington also had a helper, as did Tyler Shabbat. Uh, Jonah Carlson with two assists. And then, of course, we round out Michael Hughes with the assist as well. And that all told gives you the score, the scoring summary, not necessarily the score line. But the, uh, the Stevenson Mustangs return home to the Reisterstown Sportplex for Saturday night uh, or Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, Saturday. Geez, Scott, get your times right. They took on the Ryder Bronx. The Bronx, of course, playing Maryland the night before. Drive up a little bit to take on Stevenson. Uh, now Stevenson gets off the hop early, feeling themselves really good. After that Delaware win, and as they should, Michael Hughes, 351 in, gets his second of the year with Anthony Breen. Anthony Breen on the assist, his first of the season. Stevenson up one to nothing, And then a little penalty trouble late in the period allowed Ryder to get back into it. Mark McDermott, his fourth of the year on the power play uh, with under five minutes remaining in the frame, ties the game up as we go into the second period nodded at one in a second period outburst much like they saw at Maryland the night before Ryder done done it again first Cole Schneider on the power play his sixth of the year 53 seconds in on a carryover penalty uh, that uh, Stevenson had and that's up two to one Stevenson would get one back 1208 and just past the halfway point eight and Hamilton getting his first of the season huge goal for him but that's when things kind of uh, didn't go Stevenson's way after that as uh, Mark Marin getting off podcast and getting into club hockey as uh, he gets his second of the year uh, to make it 3-2. to two. Then Donald Sh- uh, Sutcher, his third of the year uh, to make it 4-2. And then Alec Blazak, again, fourth, uh, fourth goal of the year. A big four-goal output, putting Ryder up 5-2. To two, Stevenson would get back in it, but it wouldn't be till late. A whole fracas started happening uh, late into the game, mostly with Ryder uh, getting the major penalties on this one, including a spearing and a head contact penalty, two DQs. So uh, uh, interesting things to be had on this one on those power plays. Stevenson trying to get back into it. They get one with 108 remaining. Michael Hughes, his third. From Brendan Jesse, his second assist, 5-3. to three, And then with 22 seconds remaining, Michael Hughes gets again another power play goal. His fourth of the year and the hat trick. Uh, Nick Hoover with the assist, his second of the year. But unfortunately, time done run out as Stevenson tries to get back into it. 28 shots in the third period for Stevenson. 
could not find that fifth goal, unfortunately. They dropped this one 5-4, to four, a good effort for them. David Shahadi with 37 saves. He has been solid in net for Stevenson here. So Stevenson now, they will take on the uh, the Ryder team up in Ryder. It should be a spirited matchup for sure on Friday night, 7.30 p.m. And then they're back home on Sunday against Georgetown, 6 p.m. start of that. If you're in the Reisterstown area, go ahead and check that out and uh, support the Mustangs if you can. The University of Maryland women uh, had two games this weekend. against uh, First against Georgetown. Uh, unfortunately, no score uploaded on that one from Georgetown's side of things. Uh, but then Maryland also came down for their annual Pink the Rink event at the uh, Gardens Ice House against the University of Delaware. University of Delaware getting on the board first, 5-18 in with uh, Jessica Piantanello with the goal her third of the year. They are up one to nothing. Uh, going into the second period. In the second, Delaware just all over Maryland. 19 shots on goal. On uh, But luckily for Maryland, Sydney Molnair with a uh, great performance there, stopping all 19. No scoring in the second. Maryland held to only seven shots. But in the third period, they start to pepper the net at Delaware. But unfortunately, Sam Schultz of the Blue Hens pots home her second of the year. And that makes it 2 to nothing. For Delaware, and that's how we end up on this one as Maryland gets shut out two to nothing. Molnair with 36 saves in the defeat. A big performance for Maryland late, but unfortunately, not enough time for them to get any kind of equalizer. They will go to Hagerstown this weekend and they will take on West Virginia seven o'clock on Friday, 1-10 on Saturday, but these are road games. These are home games for West Virginia, Hagerstown Ice Complex for all y'all out there. So um, getting into our D3 board a little bit or, or uh, ACCHL D3, B teams, B squads, however you want to dole it out. Um, let's talk about some Navy hockey. Navy will uh, get things going for themselves against George Washington University this Sunday, the 22nd, 11 a.m. start time at McMullen. So you can get yourself a nice little uh, brunch, pick up some Dunkin' head down to the arena and enjoy yourselves a, uh, I believe this is the home opener, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. It is the home opener uh, for Navy's B squad against George Washington. So it uh, should be a hoot and a holler. That's for dang sure. Um have I told you guys how much I'm not a big fan of game sheets? Uh, the the system, the interactive system, not great. Not great for everything. But, uh, unfortunately, that's what uh, Salisbury uses for their AAU things. And, uh, unfortunately, the scores, as I see right now, it is just continues loading, continues loading, continues loading. Do have scores, though. They took on the, uh, the D1-sided things for the University of Delaware, AAU's D1 team, and uh, battled back. Five to three, unfortunately, came up short there from uh, from the ice. A solid, solid showing there, especially against a Division One program as well. And then they went up to Alvernia for a uh, for a game against Alvernia, the Golden Wolves, and then a big six-two win for them there. So a huge weekend for Salisbury, showing that they can hang with the D one AAU team, and then getting a 6-2 victory against Alvernia. They will be taking on 
Newman College at the Center Ice Arena down there in Delaware. Uh, 3.45 start on the 21st, which is Saturday, I do believe. And then they're off again on the road uh, the beginning of November. They'll take a week off for Halloween, have all their candy, and then away they go. So there is that for the D3 side of things that we have updated. So congratulations to all of them. Let's get to some players. Start off with uh, Sam Annis uh, out there in Russia. Uh, got a goal on Wednesday night uh, against the uh, Kulan Red Star, putting him at five goals and six assists on the season. Also overseas, uh, Julia Blitz, the Potomac native, has been stellar so far. Ten goals and three assists in only four games. I'm not sure if I mentioned that last week, but... Here we are again on this week. Charlie Serrato, the Falston, Maryland native, the uh, first overall pick, I do believe, from the uh, USHL draft this past year, making dividends already. He has uh, shown himself to be pretty solid through five games for the Phantoms. A goal and eight assists. That's nine points in five games. If projections are right, he'll have 108 points in 60 games. Uh, Don't know how attainable that is or how sustainable that is. But we'll see. He's got the University of Michigan in his sight, though, uh, and we will see how this all pans out for the 18-year-old Falston, Maryland native. Hey, Lacey Eden scoring a lot of goals again. Uh, she had another big weekend, uh, putting her total up to 11 goals, 3 assists, and 14 points in only 6 games, and she was picked for the U.S. squad in the uh, series, uh, the fall edition of the series between U.S. and Canada, so she'll be on the U.S. side for that huge, huge accolades for the Annapolis native. Stephen Holliday had himself a solid weekend against Lindenwood as he puts in a goal and assist on Friday night and an assist on Saturday night to uh, bump his numbers up to a goal and three assists in three games for the Ohio State University. The uh, Dur- uh, I think he's Durwood, Maryland uh, native, Stephen Holliday, getting up in there. Jesse Horacek had the lone goal for the Maryland Black Bears on Friday night as they uh, they had a disappointing weekend in Maine. We'll talk all about that on Defending the Den uh, coming up here. Also had an assist in Saturday night's defeat as well. William Lawrence was a catalyst in the big uh, big win on Saturday for the Johnstown Tomahawks. A goal and two assists for Lawrence, putting him up to 13 points in 14 games for the Tomahawks. The Bethesda, Maryland native and Team Maryland alum uh, doing some solid work. Also went to Landon as well. So you got that going for you as well. So big work from William Lawrence there. A big game for Blake Montgomery and the Lincoln Stars as he had a nice little uh, two-goal two night for himself on Saturday night. His first two goals in the USHL and uh, first two points of the season. So good work to the Annapolis native in uh, another Team Maryland alum. In Blake Montgomery. Evan Orloff is back with the Maine Nordiques. He played this weekend against the uh, Maryland Black Bears. Uh, I don't, they don't have a scoreline here on Elite Prospects, but I do believe he factored into some goals on that. So Orloff back with the Maine Nordiques. Luke Rubin had a goal on Saturday night in the Maryland Black Bears uh, defeat. Uh, that putting him up to two goals and an assist on the season in his uh Limited time uh, so far in the Black Bears uh, everyday roster. And one player of note uh, who is actually out of hockey now, 
And as Aaron Randazzo, as uh, it's uh, interesting as uh, he was uh, he was playing at Air Force, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's kind of a little bit disappeared, and it turns out that he is now part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, he's the goalie coach for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes uh, camps and teams and everything like that. So uh, he uh, decided to go back into to ministry, uh, joins the coaching staff, and uh, share everything he has uh, with players across the country. So uh, congratulations to him uh, on making that, uh, making that uh, jump to coaching and finding his way in the world. So all the best to Aaron Randazzo uh, onward and upward from here. And we're onward and upward from this as we have come to an end of another episode. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. More than you know, you can find us on Twitter, ChesapeakeHWPod, or ClutchingCrabHockey.com. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Again, ClutchingCrabHockey.com, ChesapeakeHWPod on Twitter. That's all the handles you need. That's all the handles you get. You folks have a great week. Go go out there, stay safe, stay healthy, play that clutch and crap hockey, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.